Welcome to the All the Books Show, episode 109, the official podcast of the David A. Hale Public Library. Podcast talk- and radio show. Hello, Angelica listeners. Where we talk book news, <laughs> author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles, and I've been so rudely interrupted by... Nick Gunning. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm your boss. Huh? <laughs> Not on this show. Oh, you're right. We're yeah. equals. We're equals while the mics are going. You're right about that's, that. That's true. Yep. I, I apologize. the listeners on my side. I apologize. Well, you, you try to fire me, and they'll be like, no. I don't know. We, I don't know. We rebel. I wonder if I could lead a rebellion through this. Yeah, I wonder if we could either. Uh, hey, listeners. Let's no. Let's not rebel. Everybody, okay. calm down. Good idea. Take a breather. Good More idea. poise, less noise. I'm going to tell the folks what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. Uh, we had the <laughs> Emmys this past weekend, so we're going to be talking about what won at the Emmys. A lot of page to screen adaptations did well uh-huh. uh, this year, so we'll cover that a little bit. And then we're going to talk about some of our old school favorite TV shows. Yeah. We have a pretty eclectic and thorough collection of TV shows. Thanks to the, thanks to the man sitting across from me. Yeah. Eric J. Mickles. Uh, That's the first time you've actually said my real middle initial. Well, we're on the podcast, so I try to... You've still called me Eric Donna Mickles on this show. I honestly thought that was your name, (laughs) so it's pretty weird. Anyway, we have a great collection of TV shows in our collection here. Eric can talk about a little more later, but we're going to be talking about favorite TV shows. So right now, you want to move into our bookmark segment? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. I feel good about this. All right, why don't you go first? What are we talking about again? Bookmarks? Bookmarks. Yeah, bookmarks. Yeah, I forgot for a second. I know you did. Uh, so you can attest to this. Okay. I forgot the book I'm reading. Uh, we left at, work yeah. on Friday. Yep. And I forgot my book at work. Yeah. Which means I couldn't read it all weekend. Yeah. Well, Friday was a weird day. So, yeah. You know. What's with Fridays? I don't know. Can't, why not make the whole plane out of Fridays? Mm. Why not whole make make the whole restaurant out of... Oh, our producer's saying move it along. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that was scary. It was. Uh, all right, so I read some graphic novels over the weekend because nice. I had no books to read. I had lots of books at home, but I'm in the middle of one. I, I understand. Just stop. I know it's but hard to pick I'm one up. I'm going to use bookmarks to talk about something in a second. Okay. As well, I read two volumes of Transmetropolitan, so that's volumes five and six. Wow. I'm so far ahead of this series than you are. I've never even picked this. Series. I know you gotta oh, catch oh, okay. up. Okay. All right. So you're no, young. you'd hate this. Okay. Um, so it's it's kind of gross. It's a lot gross at times, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. really funny. It's very topical. It's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure Warren Ellis is just using it as a soapbox to complain about things he felt okay. in 2001. But it's great. Uh, I'm going to keep reading it. Okay. And I finished volume two of Planetary by, get this, Warren Ellis, mm. writer of Transmetropolitan. I'm pretty eh about that series. Well, you've only read volume one. Yeah. So what it didn't, do you know? It did nothing for volume me, Volume two was more entertaining than volume one. It would have to be. But it's still a lot of just like people touring and explaining stuff. You know yeah. what it feels like? Tell Not me. a lot of people are going to get this comparison, but it feels like uh, Astro City okay. by Kurt Busiek, okay. which was a comic book that was using archetypes of famous Marvel and DC superhero characters to tell stories uh, that he couldn't tell in, uh, in those series. Okay. He could tell like stories that have beginning, middles, and ends. He could tell more personal stories. He could tell all kinds of uh, like legacy stories. It was really good. But he, would, he was using archetypes in that. And Planetary kind of does the same thing, just not as well. Mm. Okay. So it had somebody as a stand-in for John Constantine of the I, DC, and it didn't really... Okay. It was fine. Hmm. So, uh... Oh. That was great. No, that okay. I remember air. now what nice. I was going to... I started season three of Halt and Catch Fire, which apparently I have to explain to people. I didn't think I was watching like prestigious television just so I had to explain it to people. But I guess nobody's watching Halt and Catch I, Fire. Every time you say the title, I instantly forget what it is. All right, Halt and Catch Fire. I, 
is a show okay. on right. AMC. Go ahead. About it's personal computer revolution, and so like it starts with people trying to make a fast computer that's half the price back in like 1985 of an IBM computer. Okay. And it it kind of goes on that. Then it becomes kind of about video games, and it kind of comes about the internet and. Uh, like social media, like they kind of make this internet chat room that's like a pre-Facebook and all this stuff. But that's the stuff I'm into. Okay. But the show, because it's on AMC and it's a drama, it's a, <laughs> it puts a lot of like character drama in there. Mm. And I just, I feel like I just <laughs> don't have the time or patience for that. I'm like, I get it. Your marriage is rocky. <laughs> Your dad didn't talk to you. And I'm just like... But how did you get the computer to be wow. twice as fast? Oh, Wowzer. you like they're they're talking about like what if we layered the motherboard? I'm like, is that what you did? Yeah, that's brilliant. And then they're like, oh, you know what though? I just kissed this lady and she's not my wife. And I'm just like, <laughs> I realized while watching this show and also Mad Men that what I think I I really just want to do is watch documentaries and read nonfiction books about these subjects. Hey man, they're out there. So. I just, because, like, I'm watching Halt and Catch Fire. I'm like, oh, you know what I really liked? Masters of Doom. Yeah. That book about the people who made oh, Doom I remember. and Wolfenstein. That was a rough time when you were reading that book. There's <laughs> okay. a lot of talk about great. Doom. Uh, a lot of talk about it. And I think it's the same thing with, like, Mad Men and other stuff. So if Halt and Catch Fire has taught me anything, yeah. it's that I just, I prefer nonfiction. Okay. With this kind of stuff. All right. So I don't need all that extra drama. The drama yeah, I agree. is in the invention. Yeah. So I'm still reading Three Body Problem. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Um, but I just put an order on for this book called... Uh, Console Wars? No, I can't remember. Okay. It's, a, it's about somebody... It's about a hacker. It's something... Uh, Ghost in the Wires. It's okay. about a uh, real-life hacker who like broke into a lot of stuff. He was kind of famous and everything. He right. wrote a book about his life. So, so you're digging into that yeah. next. Also, i got to start playing my Halloween reads, man. Do you got any lined up? Well, we're both reading uh, uh, Ghost Story by Peter Straub. Yeah. I know that. I'm going to try to get in uh, Stephen King. Maybe finally I'll sit down and read Gwendy's Button Box or Button Box, something yeah. else. I don't yeah. know. You could read It like no. everybody in America right now. I don't think so. Okay. No. We do have two copies of It. They're probably both checked out. Uh, so that's it for you, Who, Who's the author of Ghost Story? Peter Straub. Peter S-T-R-A-U-B. Okay. It's supposed to be very spooky, so I hope it's not too scary for this guy right here. Okay. Um... Are you done? Do you want me to? Do yeah, to tell I am done. There's okay. a movie called Ghost Story, but it is not connected. It's with Casey Affleck and Rudy Mara. It's not connected to that book. Well, thanks for letting us know. Sure thing. Let's see now. What have I read? Well, I've been doing a lot of reading for book clubs, as I want to do. A lot of soul searching. Uh, a lot of it. Yeah. So I finished Northern Abbey by uh, up and coming author Jane Austen. So I think yeah, this is flash in the pan. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, she's never gonna. No you know what's funny? There. What? When people refer to an, like a famous author who's yeah. written lots of things and influenced stuff as like yeah. a, a has-been or a flash in the pan or yeah. like new. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> super funny. Yeah. It's just, that's also new, making that joke revolutionary. <laughs> so I read Northern Jurabi. And uh, I'll save a lot of it for the book club, but let me just tell you, it didn't convert me to being like, now I have to go read every Jane Austen. You have to go but see I Carrie was... Russell's Austen land. <laughs> yeah. But I was often pleasantly surprised by the by the wit and the sort of the sharp turns that mm. the story would take. And I kind of liked that the heroine was a bit of a mess. Like, I yeah. thought that was fun. I didn't really expect that. I expected it to be a little bit more mm-hmm. stuffy. Hot mess? So I'm, yeah, I would say. Nice. Uh, so I'm glad that I read it. Okay. I didn't love it, right. but it was definitely like worthwhile yeah. to do so. Are you going to read the sequel? 
Northern Gravity. I don't Gravity. have a funny... Re- the Return of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't have a real funny title plan for uh, that. So I read that, and then uh, I read Poe Dameron Volume 2, because I thought, what goes better with Jane Austen right. than a sequel to a Star Wars graphic novel? So yeah. those paired nicely together. Did they? Uh, we have these uh, both in our collection, both the Poe Dameron We have so many books. Star Wars graphic novels Well, in now's the time, man. We're getting into our like Road to the Last Jedi section, where they're putting out tons of graphic yeah. novels, tons of books, tons of YA books, so... Yeah. It's it's the age of the Star Wars. Yeah. So hey, Poe Dameron was pretty good. Hey. I know you read Volume One. We're sort of indifferent. Yeah. I think you'll like Volume Two better. I am currently reading mm-hmm. and uh, not loving. I gotta say, yeah. American Assassin by Vince Flynn. Vince Flynn. Yeah. yeah. Started strong, uh-huh. but then it, we sort of went in a direction that I didn't expect to do. Well, Dylan O'Brien's not very compelling. Yeah, I guess that's so. it. Uh, so, you know, I'll see it through, and it, there's enough good that I'm not like, oh my gosh, I hate this, but uh-huh. I wanted to like it more than I am. Would you like it more if Michael Keaton was in the book? Yeah. If it was an audiobook read by Michael Keaton, yeah, I probably yeah. would like it more. Yeah. So that's it for me. Okay. I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. Who's that figure? I, I know I I ask sometimes about who these like super, the figures you have in your office. You have this pop figurine right behind you, and I can't yeah. tell who that is. It right looks there? like a construction worker. No, that's Michael Bluth from Arrested Development. Oh, he's in his banana. Yeah, he's got okay, his, you told me about this. His yeah. banana stand outfit. Yes. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for bringing that up. Right. Do you want to tell people about your new pop figurines? No, I don't. But while we're talking about TV, uh-huh. Arrested Development, let me tell you. What? We'll dig into that a little bit later, because that's okay. definitely on my list. Oh, um, spoiler. Hey, Jeez. you know what? Let's talk about the National Book Award, which... You uh, thought this was the Man Booker Award. I went back you, and forth. You nuts. Yeah. Well, the, the Man Booker You're Award, cookie. the long list has already been announced, and uh-huh. the short list comes out next month. So right. we'll talk about the short list when it comes out. But right now, I thought we'd talk a little bit uh, in our book news segment here about the National Book Awards uh, long list. Long so list. these are books that are going to be are in consideration in running for the big award. Last year's was. And these will perpetually be <laughs> with a little sticker that says National yeah. Book Award long list for the rest of their life yeah. and publication. Last year's winner was Underground Railroad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here they are for fiction. Hit it! Uh, Dark at the Crossing by Dark Elliot Ackerman. The, the King is Always Above the People. Stories by Daniel Ellerson. Miss Burma by Charmaine Craig. Manhattan Beach by Jennifer Egan. Now, Jennifer Egan wrote uh, Visit from the Goon Squad, which I think maybe won a Pulitzer Prize even. It was was a big deal when it came out. Yes, and didn't like it. It You also didn't love uh, Underground Railroad. I liked that more than I liked Visit from the Goon Squad. Visit from the Goon Squad is very, like the format's really weird. Like like one chapter is just PowerPoint slides Uh and that sort of thing. Like it's very atypical. And things don't really flow together. So I think if you go in knowing mm-hmm. that you just need to take each section as if it's its own thing, you'll probably mm-hmm. have a better time. Because I kept looking for threads. Okay. And there's enough there to make you think, oh, maybe these are more connected than it seems. But no, they're not. Is so, the goon squad made up of goblins and like No, it isn't. it isn't at all. I am not interested. I understand why you'd think that. Uh, the Levers by Lisa Ko. Mm-hmm. Panchico by Min Jin Lee. Her Body Pachinko. and Other Parties. Pachinko is uh, like those... Uh, uh, what do you call those? those? I don't know. Those lever games that they have in Japan. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Her Body and Other Parties. Stories by Carmen Maria Machado. <laughs> what? <laughs> A Kind of Freedom, freedom by mm-hmm. Margaret Wilkerson Sexton. Mm-hmm. Sing Unburied Sing by Ooh. Jessamine Ward. And Barren Island by Carol Zorif. So these are the fiction I long lists. I recognize none of these authors. I recognize the title visit from the Goon Squad. Oh, Jessamine Ward is... Is, she has one that I can't remember it right no, now. No, you're thinking N.K. Jessamine. No, I'm not. Jessamine. 
No, it's Jemison that you're thinking of. <laughs> I'm thinking Jemison. I'm thinking of Jessamine Ward. It's All just... Right. Uh, well, I don't recognize many of those. So. Okay. Well, hit us up with the uh, young adult ones. The young adult ones. All right. So these... This is the long list for the young... They call it the young people's literature. Okay. So... Uh, let's see, because I think they, some of these books would count in our like juvenile section as okay. well. Mm-hmm. So we've got What Girls Are Made Of by Elena K. Arnold. We got Far From the Tree by Robin Benway. All the Wind in the World by Samantha Marbury. You Bring the Distance Near by Matilla Perkins. Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. Oh, we just got a book by Jason Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Long Way Down. Maybe it Can't was. Can't be sure. <laughs> uh, I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter by Erica L. Sanchez. Hey, don't say that. Oh, that's the title. That's okay, the title sorry. of the book, yeah. Uh, w- that's on order from here. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Orphan Island by Laurel Snyder. We have a few copies of The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I think we also have Clayton Byrne Goes Underground by Rita Williams Garcia. And then we have American Street by Ibi Zubi. Zuboy? Zuboy. I don't know. Sorry. Um, if I had to guess, it's probably going to be The Hate You Give. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, yeah. the Angie Thomas. That's, uh, that's been all over the place. I think I'm Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter is actually out at the moment. So, but it, oh, it that's should always be, confusing. I think it will be out by the time the award is yeah. announced. And I'm pretty sure by the time the shortlist is out. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Yeah. All right, so there's there's more. You can find all of these at nationalbook.org. There's other categories. There's nonfiction. There's poetry. A few other things to look at there, and we'll keep you posted when the shortlist comes out. And then finally, with the winners, we'll talk about that yes. a little later in the year. That sounds right. Yes, it does. Now let's turn to book news. Okay. Uh, as far as the publishing world goes. Okay. All right, so here's some advance notices for you. You can mark your calendars for <laughs> mid-November. That's when these are coming out. Oh, okay. Stephen Kuntz, The Armageddon File. Stephen? Uh, Stephen, yeah. Not Dean. Not Dean, nope. The Armageddon File by Stephen Kuntz. This is book number eight in his Tommy Carmelini series, which I'm not familiar with. The next exciting thriller from New York Times bestselling author Stephen Kuntz. Jake Grafton and Tommy Carmelini race to solve the mystery of a potentially stolen election before Americans' faith in our democracy, sovereignty, and federal government become completely undone. Too late, Stephen. Too late. Harsh. Stephen Coons. Yeah, it looks like he's written some stuff. He sure has. I wonder if he's related to Dean. Oh, wait. No, no they're it's spelled, a different last Yeah, they're spelled differently. I get it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Clive Cussler. Now, this, uh, we used to talk about how great the Clive Cussler covers are. Not anymore. I don't know who's doing it because this is not good. Bad news. I don't want to pick up a single new Clive Cussler. No, yeah. no, you and the rest of America. The oh. Oregon Files, number 12 by Clive Cussler and Boyd Morrison. Boyd. Now, the cover for this, you hear Typhoon Fury. You think there's going to be an action-packed, a lot of Typhoon, things going to be yeah. going down. It looks like a shot from Thomas the Tank Engine that they CGI'd two people running on top of, like, say, Percy. That's what it looks like. Hmm. Uh, so not not very riveting. But oh, I'll that's t- terrible. I know. I'll tell you what it's about. Mm-hmm. Hired to search for a collection of paintings worth half a billion dollars, Juan Cabrillo and the crew of the Oregon soon find themselves in much deeper waters. Bad. The vicious leader of a Filipino insurgency is not only using them to finance his attacks, he stumbled upon one of the most lethal secrets of World War II, a Japanese-developed drug designed but never used to turn soldiers into super warriors. Okay. To stop him, the Oregon must not only take on the rebel commander, but a South African mercenary intent on getting his own hands on the drug, a massive swarm of torpedo drones targeting the U.S. Navy, an approaching megastorm, and, just possibly, a war that could envelop the entire Asian continent. So high stakes. Mm-hmm. High stakes, we're saying here, with the Typhoon Fury. Um, 
We should give Clive Cussler some leeway. It turns out he's okay. 86 years old. Pretty old. So I'm actually not surprised he's not writing all his books anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, but you're right. If I hear Typhoon Fury, I imagine like an old, maybe rusty, like yeah. it's going to fall apart frigate. Yeah. Uh, out there in the middle of the ocean. Sure. Typhoon, Coming lightning storm. Also, there's an explosion Probably. off in the water. What was that before? Maybe one on the ship as well. Yeah. Yeah. Things are rough. Also, you, you got yourself a Typhoon Fury. I want like a biplane with a machine gun. Yeah. Coming I want down. that too. I want that too. I'm not going to lie to you. So. Luis Erdrich, uh, not writing with Clive Cussler, no. writing her book called Future Home of the Living God. Ooh. Mm. The world as we know it is ending. Evolution has reversed itself, affecting every living creature on Earth. Science cannot stop the world from running backwards as women after women give birth to infants that appear to be primitive species of humans. 32-year-old Cedar Hawk Sawnmaker adopted daughter of a pair of big-hearted, open-minded Minneapolis liberals is as disturbed and uncertain as the rest of America around her. But for Cedar, this change is profound and deeply personal. She is four months pregnant. That sounds like Crazy Town, that book. That sounds like Crazy Town. And not what I would expect from Louise Erdrich, but, you know, Mm -hmm. who's to say? Not me, I guess. Uh, Finally, I'm going to give you one, a little taste of large print coming your way. Uh, cozy mystery classic uh, sticks and bones uh, this is by carolyn haynes book number 17 in the uh-huh. sarah booth delaney series private investigator sarah booth delaney and her friends are celebrating new year's eve at the party of the year a smashing winter garden party at the prince albert hotel it's a dazzling success until frangelica sister mcphee walks through the door Sarah Booth knew Sister in college, before Sister became a best-selling author and moved to New York, and fame and fortune don't seem to have tempered her arrogance and her cruelty. So, stuff's going to go down, it sounds like. <laughs> sounds like it's yeah. going to be a bit of a problem there. Selvage the Bones is that Jessman Ward book that I was thinking okay. of. That was the one that sort of straddled like adult and YA. We were never quite sure where to put mm-hmm. it. I was going to put it on the book club. But there's a thing with, like, cruelty to animals that I didn't think I or anyone in the book club could handle it. So <laughs> took it off the list. Uh, that's it for me. What's on the uh, old New York Times bestseller list? Here? All right. Well, I thought we could mention this. We, I thought we could, the, too. The bestsellers list does cover, like, ebooks and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're not going to go through the whole list. But number four on the combined print and ebook fiction list, It. By Stephen King. Mm. So he's having a pretty good time right he now. He is, yeah. A bit of a resurgence. Yeah. He's got a show on the Audience Network, so that's a big... Yeah, the Audience Network. That's a network big boost. That's really oh, doing it. you know what? What? Uh, number five is Christine Feehan's Dark Legacy. Uh, I wonder if we'll see that one again. Could be. On the... Those are usually be pa- those are usually paperback. It depends. Sometimes they, they're paperback originals, and sometimes they All go right. hardcover. I don't know what decides All that. Right. Well, it's that time of year where the young adult uh, bestsellers list... Uh, Starts to change. School's in session. Yeah, school's in session. Books are out. Kids are ready to... I don't know what kids do. Hang out? Yeah. Tweet? Yeah. I guess they don't tweet anymore. Snapchat? Instablog? That's, this is too much. <laughs> I don't know. This is too much. Number 10, much. Crazy House by James Patterson and Gabrielle Chabonet. Okay. Uh, yeah, the cover of this one makes the claim, your wait for the next Hunger Games is over. Over! I guess yeah. this is it. Yeah, Crazy House is the new Hunger Games. Yeah, it sure is sweeping the nation. Yeah, because this is about the wrong twin being on death row, which is like the Hunger Games. It's just like the Hunger Games. And yeah. so far, I mean, think of the word of mouth. James Patterson knows about it, uh-huh. maybe. His co-author definitely Gab- knows Gabrielle, about it. Yeah. You know about it. I know about it. Yeah. I mean, that's four of us right there. Yep. 
So number nine, this is where it ends. Oh, that's been here for sixty-four weeks. But don't that's that's not the new Hunger Good Games. Good haul. Uh, number eight, Once and for All by Sarah Dessen. Yeah. But here we got our first new this week. Welcome, Genuine Fraud. Nick Gunning. Oh no! Now, Genuine Fraud by E. Lockhart. A suspenseful story of two friends told in reverse. Uh oh. Yeah. So you have to like hold it up to a mirror to read, probably. That that would be mirrored. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not All right. Reverse. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's silly. Mm-hmm. Number six, Lord of Shadows by Cassandra Clare. Number five, new this week. They both die at the end by Adam Silvera. Hmm. Through an app. I like a ooh. book that just tells you what it is. Yeah. You know. Through an app. These people are going to die. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Through an app. Tinder. Two young people meet up on the last days of their lives. Yeah. Uh, number four, One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. I don't know what you're implying, but it's not me. You're uh, not going to go with me on this? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Number three, Bernie Sanders' Guide to Political Revolution by Bernie Sanders, illustrated by Jude Bufum. Bufum. Hmm. Bufum. I guess my favorite part of that was you pronouncing Bufum several yeah. times. Yeah. So, not good for Bernie Sanders? Break good, it into yeah, the uh, yeah. YA yeah. political good for illustrated him. book game. Yeah. Great, great for good Bernie. Good for him, yeah. Number two, Wonder Woman Warbringer by Ooh. Leah Budugo. My wife is currently reading that. Okay, well, she's not on this show. I know, but her take on it so far was that she's been impressed that it feels very, like, mature. Ah. Like, it doesn't feel like some of the stereotypes that you would associate with right. the young adult genre. Okay. So, uh, that's all. All right. Uh, number one, uh, another book your wife is demeaning. Oh my gosh. No, just kidding. <laughs> number one is The Hate You Give. 28 weeks on the list. Hey. Not, not the new Hunger Games, though. Not, it's not the new Hunger Games, no. but it's up for a National Book Award. That's true. So. And, uh, I don't know if that will affect a young adult book. No, but that's interesting. Yeah. It, it, well, it doesn't always happen that, like, the National Book Awards are bestsellers, you know? That's like, true. La- like last year, for example, Underground just, Railroad yeah. was a fluke. You yeah. know, that it was so popular and critically acclaimed. So that's true. that speaks pretty well for The Hate You Give. All right. Uh, let's see. So this is the adult hardcover fiction. I'm ready. Um, this is my wheelhouse. I'll, I'll read number 12 because it's new this week. You don't have it's to. Proof of Life by J.A. Jantz. So she's, Not a Muppet. This is new. So she's debuting at number 12. How do you feel about that for J.A. Jantz? I'm shocked, honestly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, although we, we, we have this book. And somebody just came in and checked it out and seemed very mm-hmm. pleased to get it. So I think she's, she definitely has her fans. Okay. Um, let's see. We have number 10, The Store by James Patterson and Richard DeLalo. Mm-hmm. DeLalo. <laughs> DeLalo. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, what was the other one? Buffoon? Buffoon? I don't want to do it <laughs> oh, okay, anymore. Okay, sorry. You don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, Go on. All right. Number nine, new this week, Dark Legacy by Christine Feehan. And I feel like we should keep up tradition by reading what Christine Feehan's book about. Too. All right, I, are you ready I for this? Agree. I am ready. Ooh, this is a Carpathian novel. Yes, I love these. All right, in a beautiful compound hidden away from the world. So far, so good. Emmeline Sanchez yep. tries to blunt the pain that has racked her body ever since her terrifying ordeal in the labyrinth beneath the city, oh when she was forced to exchange blood with an evil master vampire. Oh boy! Now it's her voice. It's his voice that haunts her. That calls her into the dark, that never lets her rest. And while the children that she helped to free from his clutches struggle to heal, watched over by their Carpathian protectors, Emmeline knows one thing. She must sacrifice herself to keep them all from harm. For I- her beauty is irresistible to the vampires. Her psychic ability, like a drug. 
whipped into a frenzy, they'll never stop coming for her. And only the taste of one Caparthian warrior, the rush of his blood, can save her. I think we should just take this moment to say to our listeners, no matter how appealing it sounds, no matter what's promised to you, don't get a blood transfusion from a sewer vampire. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Because the bad's going to outweigh the good nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. You know, those odds are, are stacked against yeah. you. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Have you read the other Carpathian novels? Yes, you, you, all of them. You, you have, you've read them all. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Look, right. we tease, but I'm glad that people are reading. I am too. So, yeah. And I know she has she has her like diehard. Fans, oh yeah, absolutely. So, would you who would you say is bigger though, Big her or J J R Ward? Is it J R Ward? Uh, that's a good question. Because they're kind of like in the same wheelhouse, right? They are, but J R Ward occasionally puts out just like a very straight mm. uh, novel. Like she yeah. just did like a multi generational family saga that did really well. So. Oh. I don't know. Right. That's Christy hard to Feehan, say. Christy Feehan, the glove has been thrown. I guess so. Yes. What, what if she, like, she was like, I'm telling a multi-generational thing, and then the twist in the third book is that we've been following the same people because they're vampires. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she couldn't help people. herself. The same people. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. Number eight, Camino Island by John Grisham. Okay. So that's, that's almost off the list, but yeah. it's still here. It's still up there. Number seven, new this week. Oh, this is weird. I'm ready. Oh, maybe it's the author. By the Western Sanders. Star. The Western. Okay. Uh, Craig Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, Craig yeah. Johnson from... Uh, Walt Longmire novel. There you go, Longmire. This yep. is book 13. That's Parole hearing of a serial killer. That's not surprising. In a decades-old memory of a train ride with Wyoming sheriffs put Longmire on a collision course between past and present. Longmire had its own page to screen. That It was an A&E show for a while, then Netflix Longmire. scooped it up and kept going. Yeah. So. I, I recognize that. Number yep. two, or number six, new this week. Uh, no. Oh, I need a break. Oh boy. Number six, oh boy. two weeks on the list, All right. The Right Time by Daniel Steele. Mm-hmm. It's always the right time for Daniel Steele. Sure is. So that should be the blurb. When you have when you have that much money, it can be whatever time yeah. you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Steele, it's it's 2 a.m. <laughs> nope. It's 5 in the morning. <laughs> and that's the right time. <laughs> My name isn't Daniel Steele. Is she Southern now? I guess. Okay. I guess I assume she's Southern. I don't think she is. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've been living a lie. Uh, number okay. five. Yep. Glass Houses by Louise Penny. Mm. You shouldn't throw Louise Penny books through Glass Houses. No, you shouldn't. Uh, number four. Why is for yesterday by Sue Grafton. Sue Grafton. But what is today? But why is for yesterday? It's tomorrow. Great, 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 great question. Okay. She, Daniel Steele was born in New York City. Yeah. So. So you have to do like a really thick New York have, yeah. accent for <laughs> yeah. Daniel Steele. You're right. You're right. That's so, gonna change everything. Yeah, she's always yelling that she's walking. I'll here. have to. Pra- I'll have to practice. Yeah. I can't just do it. There's two things she's always saying. I'm walking yeah. here. Yeah. And New York is the greatest city in the world. That's true. Those are the two <laughs> Those things. Those are the only things. Yeah. Uh, number three, Enemy of the State, by Kyle Mills. Uh, it's the Vlin- Vince Flynn character, Mitch Rapp. Yeah. Leaves the CIA yeah. to go on a manhunt when the nephew of Look out. a Saudi king finances a terrorist group. So this is a very relevant to our lives right now because we're currently reading the uh, <laughs> American Assassin Vince Flynn book uh-huh. starring Mitch Rapp. Yeah. Uh, it's very his, relevant it's his to our origin lives. story. Yeah. And the movie's out and yep. it's getting great reviews. Well, it's getting really bad. It's, yeah, we got to tell the truth. Really on this bad reviews. Uh, number three, though. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, especially since Vince Flynn's not here anymore. Yeah, Kyle Mills has taken over. Yeah, and I don't Kyle mean to Mills say, isn't I don't, here anymore either. I don't mean to say he's on Daniel vacation. Steele's writing for. Is she really? No. no wow. No. She's walking. Kyle Mills here. is still alive. He is and writing for doing Vince very Flynn. well. He's number two, three, three. Number, number three. two is sharing the space with number one. Oh boy! So we got uh, a real horse race here, folks. Yeah, J.D. Robs. 
Secrets in Death. Book number Wait, that's, 68. That's Nora Roberts, right? It sure is Nora Lieutenant Roberts. Lieutenant Eve Dallas investigates the murder of a professional gossip who dabbled in blackmail by wow. Nora Roberts writing pseudonymously. Yeah. Do you have a guess on what number in the series that is? 23. 45. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That was a fun reveal. It was, and pretty Very good fun. for her to yeah. be coming out at number two. Fantastic Doubt she'll be there next week, but still. Ooh, ouch. J.D. Robb. <laughs> the... Glove has been thrown. I, I, I've thrown a lot. I only have two gloves, so now. <laughs> Number one, A Legacy of Spies by John Elicar. John Lacar? John Lacar. <laughs> John Lacar. I see what I did there. John I read La as Ella. You know, I've been realizing I'm not good at reading out loud. You're just... Okay. <laughs> Peter All right. Gilliam, formerly of the British Secret Service, is pulled okay. out of retirement to defend intelligence operation during mm-hmm. the Cold War that resulted in the deaths of people close to him. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of like, but I'm retired. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but we need you. He's like, ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't do that anymore. John Le Carre, uh, big name okay. in the spy genre. John Le Carre wrote Tigger Taylor, Soldier Spy. Mm-hmm. He's been going for a long time. First book came out in 1961. So good for him to come out at number one. Yeah. He hasn't written anything in four years, so. Been a little while since old Lechar mm-hmm. has done anything. Oh, you know what I liked while we're still talking page to screen because I keep bringing it up? The Night Manager. That was pretty good stuff. Which one's that? That was the one with Hugh Laurie and uh, oh. Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Pretty good. Based on the John Le Carre book, The Night Manager. Yeah. So on DVD now, check it out. You're not interested in that. You don't like spy stories. Sure I do. You do? Sometimes. You would read a spy story? No. Okay. Well. I would watch a spy movie if it was okay. good and more right. action than spy. Okay. What if it was more spy than action? Because that's usually the way it goes. No. I'd watch James Bond. Okay. But James Bond's not really a spy. He's he's a lover. I feel like James Bond is the gentleman's Rambo. Like, sure. yeah. they send him in I like because it. they know he'll blow everything up. Yeah. Not because he's going to go in right. and come out and nobody's yeah. going to know he was there. Yeah. He's going to blow up yeah. this operation. He's not much of a surgeon. No. He'll throw a sledgehammer. Yeah. Through a proverbial situation. Yeah. So. Or a person. Yeah, sometimes. A Dave Bautista? Sometimes. Except when he's going to fight Jaws, always punches him right in the metal teeth. Yeah. Just punch him in the stomach. Yeah. You know, yeah. kick him where it counts. They use a magnet a on guy. him at a point. There was a I mean, magnet situation. Is that in... Look, I love the Roger Moore movies, but we don't need to talk about Jaws' return in Moonraker. Okay? okay. What about Jaws 2? Yeah, we have to talk Just about that. Just when you thought it was good to go back into yeah. the James Bond film franchise. In all seriousness, Jaws 2 is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> One of the worst movies. And That's... I've seen Jaws 3. That's how bad Jaws 2 is. Yeah. All right, let's Did talk about Did you see 3. Jaws 3 in 3D? No, I didn't. Well, that, I you're didn't. missing out on the real experience. Hey, man. Dennis Quaid. He's got so much charisma. He's okay. fine in 2D. How's that? Okay. How's that for you? Yeah. Let's, let's hit on the segment. Yep. Play the segment song. Our Jaws Spotlight begins <laughs> now yeah. we know we're gonna do a medley of tv themes yes is that right yeah. on your market set go i, I so go no one told you life was oh okay uh we're gonna but be... i was actually gonna say simpsons like the flintstones i was gonna be like simpsons <laughs> the flint simpsons that was the so, flint simpsons the flintstones. yeah i was All gonna right. have a real the problem flintstones. that's a great mashup though simpsons the, the, the flintstones <laughs> the flintstones <laughs> i'd watch that all right but that's neither come here nor on there. knock on that door we're good <laughs> We're going to be talking about TV. The Emmy Awards just happened this yeah. past weekend. We're going to take uh, the good. We're going to take, take the, the bad. bad. <laughs> take them both in there. You had. Yeah. And as we as we hinted at earlier, page to screen adaptations did pretty well. Yeah. Both Big Little Lies and uh, Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty, of course, and yeah. Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Yeah. Uh, their adaptations took a lot of gold. I don't yeah. know if they're made of gold, but they took quite a bit. Yeah. 
So why don't we hit the highlights for the Emmy Awards right. before well, we Well, it's just important here. that everybody knows that if your favorite show didn't win, remember that the world doesn't move to the beat of just one drum. Uh-huh. What might be right for you might not be right for some. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely right. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I got to leave. I think you should. See All you. right, so the winner for Best Drama Series was The Oops. Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Based on the Margaret Atwood yes, story. Yes, that has been big news. Oh, it certainly and it's has. technically... Like, people put it in the young adult section, so I don't know I how never different... Know. Uh, I never know where that yeah. lands. So good for Handmaid's I've Tale. seen it both ways. A uh, lot of word of mouth, and equals an award. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, best comedy series went to Veep. Veep! And Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Six. Well, okay. One, that, that's yeah, one of my it. favorites. That's one of my current, like, favorites. Are you up to date on Veep? No, I'm a little behind. Okay. Yep. Uh, you ever watched Silicon Valley? No. It didn't win. I've been thinking about watching it. Have you seen a little show called Halt and Catch Fire? Let me tell you about it. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, you want to take over limited series? I don't understand. Oh, there it is. Big Little Lies. Outstanding limited series and then Big Little Lies makes it look like one word. That so it's in, it looks like it was a no award situation. Yeah, that is confusing. Big Little Lies won. So That's you just for, did that for a book club. Yeah, we did. We did it for a book club. I've seen the first couple episodes of the show. It didn't yes. grab me like the book did. She has a uh, new book out, too. The Husband's Secret. Is that the newest? Isn't it? I think Julie Madly Guilty is her most recent. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. That's an older one. Uh, Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Tale took lead actress. From Mad Men. Yep, from Mad so... Men. And from the West Wing earlier than that. Really? Yeah, she was the daughter, Zoe oh. Bartlett. Was she nice? Yeah, she was pretty she nice. She seems like she'd play like a rebellious daughter. She's... Like, I don't want to be the president's daughter. Occasionally. I just want to yeah. be a regular kid. Lead actor in a comedy series went to Donald Glover for Atlanta. Now, I don't know much about that show, do you? You don't know much about Donald Glover? I do know about Donald Glover. Did we skip still, a whole bunch? I just don't know about Atlanta. You skipped lead actor. Well, maybe we're looking at different. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, well, you said Donald Glover, yes. Yep. Atlanta, I think it's about, uh, uh, I think I heard it's about, like, the hip-hop industry. Okay. I can't remember if he's a musician or a producer. I don't know en- enough about it. I'm not sure okay. even what channel it's on. I'm uneducated here. Okay. But Donald Glover's hilarious. He is. He's, he's great. very good. Julie Louis-Dreyfus, in a historic move, just took her sixth lead actress in a comedy series, Emmy, Boom. for yeah. Veep, six in a row. That's never happened yeah. before. I'm looking so at the... The nominees, I kind of see it. Why she would <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm sure Allison Jenny is hilarious on CBS's Mom. She probably is. Yeah, I'm gonna jump down to lead actress in a comedy series because it went to Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies. Lead actress in a comedy series. Limited series. Limited series. Yep. Okay. Supporting actress in a drama series went to Anne Dowd <laughs> from The Handmaid's Tale. Uh huh. Saturday Night Live got a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Alexander Skarsgård got supporting actor in a limited series for again Big Little Lies. Yeah. Laura Dern. Got the supporting actress for Big Little Lies. Yeah. Uh, any anything else from the more yeah. like big lot of Handmaid's winning. Tale got it for directing. Yeah. Uh, also, Big Little Lies got a nod for directing. Handmaid's a win. Tale for supporting actress went to Anne Dowd. I already said that. Oh. Uh, writing for a drama series went to Bruce Miller from Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. So it was a good year to be a Handmaid's a show adap- adapted from a beloved book. Yes. So. Yeah. Have you read Handmaid's Tale? No. No. Okay. I haven't either. Uh, have you read Masters of Doom? No, I haven't. Pretty good. Do the Emmys do anything for you? Does it Does it change your habits no. at all? Okay. Uh, I mean, I have... My wife, uh, she she was really up to date. Like, she was reading all the nominees. She's like, oh, I've watched this and this and this and this and this. And I'm just out to date, man. But does it ever make you, like, you see who wins Emmys and you're like, I ought to check out that show? I think the only time that happened was with uh, the first season of cop show the detect true detective oh okay um and that's also because i thought it was supernatural yeah 
And it was only kind of, maybe. It's kind of gross, but not supernatural. Sometimes it is. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Maybe the end. You're right. There, Who knows? There are elements of supernatural. Uh, anyway. Uh, for me, it was Arrested Development. Oh, I had yeah? never even heard of the show. And then we were watching the Emmys, and it won for, like, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it won comedy series, tons yeah. of writing, directing. So I was like, I got to check out this show. So yeah. I just checked in, like, right into the middle of the run. Yeah. That's funny. See, that's I feel like that's what the new the new wave of, like, you just streaming or whatever uh-huh. Because I can't really now imagine me starting a series in the middle. Yeah. You know, in Arrested Development, I just was like, well, let's see when the next episode's on. And I yeah. just started watching it. Then I went back and watched, like, the first season and a half. See, that's the thing. If, like, if a show's getting, like, lots of Emmy nominations, yeah. it's a bigger commitment than, like, if somebody wins Oscar. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah I yeah. got two hours to watch that movie. Right. Um, but TV show is much more limited in time. Yeah. And a lot of times I've watched Stranger Things, yeah. So and Westworld. And mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to watch more of Westworld. Uh, a shocking, shockingly small amount of like traditional network like broadcast TV got any yeah. nods this year. Yeah. This Is Us got a few. I think Modern Family got a few. Yeah. But outside of that, yeah. not much, if anything. Yeah. So it's changing a lot. Yeah. Certainly. No. Emmys don't do anything for me. Okay. And I actually, I guess I don't watch a lot of. Even the prestigious cable stuff. Okay. So you knew that already. I did know that. Yeah, that's no surprise. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about some of our favorites today. I, what? No, you said that was... I was no, you, you just don't like that kind of stuff. Not yeah. because you're, like, dumb. You just don't like it. Thanks, man. That's what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. Well, you got it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about some of our favorites. Now, I pulled aside a couple of, like, sentimental favorites. Not thought, things that I would be like, you got to watch this show. Uh-huh. But things that, for me... I've just like left a mark on my brain. See, I just wrote down my favorites. And I love them eternally. So this isn't, I'm not really recommending. Okay. I mean, you should watch every show I ever say is good. Oh, okay. But this isn't me recommending to people. So do you have like a top five that you want to talk about? Yeah. I don't, okay. wanna, I don't have to Bogart though. All right. No, no. That's well, fine. You go ahead. That's fine. Well, well, then let me tell you my sentimental favorites. And okay. you tell me if you have any sentimental favorites that didn't quite make the list. Okay. All right. Some of these are from my childhood. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was a kid, I was, I was big into uh, Nick at Night. Yeah, you were. I loved uh, the, Dick, the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. No, I wasn't allowed to watch Bewitched. Oh, that's right. I Dream of Genie. Yeah, I Dream of Genie's on my list here. There was a time when, like, if pressed, I would say I Dream of Genie is my favorite show. Yeah. I was a child, but still, <laughs> yeah. I loved You were that. a child and super into midriffs. I remember, the, <laughs> I remember there's like a three-part episode where Genie gets locked in a uh, uh, bottle. No, no, not a bottle. Like a, a crate. And yeah. she's in there for so long that whoever the, the crate becomes her bottle. Oh, whoever no. opens it becomes her master. Uh-huh. So there's this whole big race, like who's yeah. going to get it? And I was like on the edge of my seat. Was this the 50s? I was on the edge of my seat. I Dream of Genie, no, 60s. Wow. Yeah. The 60s. They were a lot more psychosexual than they were willing to admit <laughs> at the true. time. That's true. She trapped in a box. Whoever <laughs> opens is her master. <laughs> yeah. Midriffs. Uh, so I, as much as I loved all Nick at Night, and it's hard for me to like give it to one uh-huh. because... Get smart, to... Dick Van Dyke show. I'm gonna give it to I Dream of Genie. Nice, because it was like that was appointment viewing for me. Yeah. It was like I have to see the next yeah. episode. Yeah. No so. kids of my neighborhood. I can't play. Yeah. I Dream of Genie's out. Yeah. I don't know if you're joking or recounting an actual thing that's happened in my childhood <laughs> because uh, both yeah. are true. Nick, Tommy got a dog. My first, the first show that like. Uh, I was like the an adult show, which is silly now, mm-hmm. that really hooked me was Beverly Hills 90210. I remember because it was kind of like I shouldn't have been watching it, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I was like 10, yeah. you know. But that went from 1990 to 2000, so yeah. like a full decade. So all through like yeah. junior high and high school, I just I had to know what was yeah. going to happen. So You love your that, 90210. I do, and I did make my wife watch all 10 seasons. Okay. So we haven't watched the CW reboot. 
Oh. But Beverly Hills 90210 will forever be on my list. Okay. Uh, Lois and Clark. Love yeah. it. All right. Take it, take it break now. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we spent all last week talking about Lois and Clark. I know. I'm just so, telling you. Right. Lois and Clark is always going to be <laughs> on there. Get and in the same vein, I would say Smallville. But Lois and Clark is a more solid show. Yeah. Smallville and there's sort of an actual Superman gets in it. away from their premise. And, yeah. But that ran for 10 seasons, so respect. Yeah. And finally, Star Trek Voyager. We okay. always stay up till midnight when I was in college and yeah. catch the syndicated reruns of Star uh-huh. Trek Voyager from midnight. Yeah. Then I get up at seven in the morning for a class. It was a simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> sure was. Uh, so do you have anything like that? Those are just your sentimental favorites. Yeah. Do you have anything like that that wouldn't make your list of like, this is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, but something that's right, just so this, like... These are the shows that aren't in my top five. Okay. Uh, then I guess Scrubs. Oh, yeah. But the pro- problem with Scrubs is that it gets bad. It's wildly uneven. And then maybe it doesn't get good again? No, it gets it back. Okay. I would it, say it's it very gets it uneven. Back. Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, if I turn, I didn't turn it off when I was watching it. Yeah. I liked, I liked Scrubs a lot. Scrubs goes from like almost like a cartoon yeah. to hyper serious. Yeah. And it doesn't always make yeah. the transition. It's a weird well. mash. It is. Uh, yeah. You never know what you're going to yeah. get. I still love Scrubs. Um, it's funny how, I don't know if you had this experience at all, but when I was going through trying to think of what my favorite things are, there's a couple things that like five years ago, I probably still would have had on the list. Same. And now I'm just like, I don't know. Dirty Rock is also not on the top five. Ah. But that's because basically like after season three, it it had some rough Oh, it did. Rough seasons. I agree. And that's I, another one that I think the, it ends really strong. It so does. You kind of forget that. I'd give that. it the last season... Like brought it back. It did, but I feel like with Thirty Rock and with Scrubs, like they're not shows that I would watch from beginning. Maybe Scrubs yeah. because it's so different. But Thirty Rock, I think I'd watch up to a point. Yeah, and then stop. Yeah, um, I think often, and I think both of those shows are good examples where I think you need like a a tight five season run. Yeah, you know, I think they each went a little longer than yeah. they should have. Yeah, Scrubs but, definitely wasn't it eleven seasons. No, I think Ten. it was. I think it was nine. Okay, nine yeah. is the ninth. Ninth season is the ABC season. No, there was two ABC seasons. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So. Uh, all all right, right. So then, those those would fall off your list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So hit me with one from your list. Maybe Home Improvement and Malcolm in the Middle. But uh-huh. I haven't watched those them in count. so long, so I don't know Definitely. if I don't know if Home Improvement is as funny as I remember it. Yeah. Or whatever. And I don't know if Malcolm in the Middle, though I know that show also kind of gets yeah. a little long in the team. Yeah. Well, he's like 38 by the time it ends. Yeah. So. He's like, what's it like that, living at home? Here's a couple that... That are gonna uh, gain me some enemies, some enemies yeah. that you're married to. Is this your top um, five? No. This is shows you don't like. Shows that fell off the list. Ah. I don't think Gilmore Girls has legs anymore. When it was on, I was yeah. totally into it, and now trying to revisit it, I'm just uh-huh. like, I liked it. Yeah. You know I who has it, legs? But... Lauren Graham. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry about that, everybody. That's I okay. Just, I was also The West Wing, which disappoints me because really? I was hardcore into The West Wing, but I've been sort of rewatching with the podcast that mm-hmm. they're doing. And I'm just kind of like, I still enjoy it, but it's not, uh, it's not like perfect. Is the first scene, like first season still would. good? Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly sexist oh. and it, it doesn't always, sometimes I feel like it's a little too lofty. That's funny. You know? When, when The Flash came out yeah. and True Detective, it was like two or three years ago yeah. when everybody, when TV, everybody was getting like, wow, TV's so good right now. Yeah. And everybody was talking about their favorite show. Somebody on Twitter, I remember reading, like, you're all talking about uh, The Flash and Daredevil and Game of Thrones. The first season of West Wing would eat your face. <laughs> I, that's always stuck with me. But I guess you're saying it's it maybe won't eat my face. It's good. Okay. It's good. I just don't know, like, if, if you weren't, a, like, a part of it when it was on, if you yeah. just go and pick up The West Wing, is it going to do it for you? Right. I don't know. And especially with, like, the way politics have turned. I just don't know if... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe in four years okay. you might like it again, but... Who okay. knows? 
Anyway. So those so aren't on your list. Those fell off. Yeah, they were on my list a short time ago, okay. but they're off. Yeah. Seinfeld's not on my list, but it, oh, it, love it. it's not on my top five. Yeah. But I like Seinfeld. Yeah. There's a lot of shows that aren't on my top five. Yeah. Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. Right now. Seinfeld is just sort of like, I feel like it's just a thing on its own. Yeah. You know, it's hard to put it in a list, but it's just like, yeah. great. Yeah. It's just great. All right. Sort of great in the same way that I Love Lucy's great. It's yeah. just its own thing, yeah. you know? My, my classic show, if I had oh, to yeah. pick one, would yeah. be uh, Three's Company. Yes. So yep. it'd be that over Facts of Life. Uh-huh. It'd be that over the rest of them. Three's, yeah. John Ritter is just hilarious in yeah. that show. Like all the physical yeah. comedy, yeah. His, he was just great. Yeah. Great. I'm la- I'm I'm gonna start laughing if I start thinking about his like his double takes. Yeah, yeah. So funny. <laughs> yep. So every three's company, they overhear something, yeah. misunderstand it, yeah. and then act outlandishly. Yeah. yeah. The end. I like when he like. I can't. <laughs> let me just let me ask you one. Let me ask you one question, uh-huh. Mr. Furley or the Ropers? It's, it's tough. It is tough. I guess Furley because I like Don Knotts. Okay. In that, but the Ropers are the originals. All right. So that's good. Too. They are. They are. All right. Follow up. <laughs> Chrissy. Or Terry. What? Terry's the third. Chrissy's one. the dumb one. Terry's the the, the last one. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, nurse, the nurse. You know, I think I preferred Terry wow. when I was younger, but I know Chrissy's also pretty funny. Okay. I think so. You're a late in the game. Three's Company fan sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was. 14, no, I mean the later 15? seasons. The later seasons seem to be the one you like the best. I get. Yeah. There. Larry's I am. great. Larry's great. All. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right. Give, give me. Give All me right. On your list. Uh, Frazier. Oh yeah, this is this is on my list. Okay, Frasier. Yeah, Frasier's hilarious. Yeah, Frasier's still good. I've just watched the first. Look, it sounds crazy to say this, but I just watched the first ten seasons. Yeah, of Frasier. Yeah, <laughs> the first ten seasons. I've still never seen the last season. Uh, I'm getting there. Yeah, it's it's, it's still great. Yeah, uh, later seasons not so much. You can definitely tell the drop off, especially when you're marathoning the thing. Mm. But it's so funny. Yeah, uh, it's just so many great moments. Uh, yeah. so I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. And, and I'm not a Cheers fan. I've tried to watch Cheers, oh, I and I, Cheers. it never connects with me. I, I could see why it would be hard to go Frasier to Cheers, because yeah. the humor is totally different. Yeah. I mean, it's a big ensemble show, yeah. and a lot of it, it's just a totally different kind yeah. of thing. And Frasier is very different yeah. from, from I mean, the character of Frasier yeah. from Cheers to... Uh, well, it's the cast of Frasier that I like a yeah. lot, too. So yeah. it's hard And to... they're pretty much all in Cheers as different characters, so that's always fun. Ross, really? Like when, yeah, when they show yeah. up. Cool. You know, that's cool. Uh, fun fact, Kelsey Grammer is the only actor to ever have won uh, an Emmy Award in three separate series playing the same character. Nice. Cheers, Frazier. Wings. Yeah. He's a little bit crazy. A little bit. He, he compares his acting to that of the works of Christ. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Is Frazier on your list? No, it's you not. You monster. It, maybe, maybe it should have been. I'm, I'm going to do one that you're going to. I gonna, feel like you're a Cheers fan that over you're gonna a Frazier fan. About. You, yeah, that might be true. So. That Not that you true. have to choose. I don't. I don't have so. to choose. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the failed Cheers spinoff, the Tortellis, based on Carlos' family. Oh boy! So yeah. not really. Yeah. That is a thing, but okay. it's not on my list. Uh, I'm going to say one, and I, I just don't want to hear it from you. Okay. Okay. This is on. This is in your tops. The Office. Okay. I love The Office. That's fine. Even Why even hear from me. Even the because you're always like it got so stupid. Blah blah blah. Even yeah. the drop off mm-hmm. of The Office, I was still glad to have a couple more seasons of it nice. because I just. Loved it. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm not going to get on his case. Okay. Good, good for you. you. like The Office. Good for you. For all season seasons. two of The Office, to me, is like, that's the peak. Okay. I Which is early to peak in a show, I realize. Yeah. But I really everything liked, really gels there. I think I got into his second season, mm-hmm. like, big time. 
I started watching it with the first season, but I got into it with okay. the second season. But I, I really liked the third. I think with the third Andy is my and favorite. Like Rashida Jones and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked all the how it kinda of changed things. It had like yeah. it was a little bit lighter on its feet. Yeah. Like British Office is kind of a rough watch. Have you ever yeah, seen it? No, I think I've seen one episode. It's just I mean, it's a lot uglier. Yeah. You know, and it kinda of gets Ooh, jeez. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't say that. No, I don't mean physically uglier. <laughs> I mean it's just it's a little bit more, like, it's more mean-spirited, yeah. like, the way people act, and yeah. it's less... Well, it's British. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Am I next? Yeah, go ahead. Firefly. Oh. The show Firefly. Yes. It only lasted a season. Yeah. It's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not one of those people who are like, bring it back, especially right. now. If they bring it back, right. you don't want them to bring it back now. I know you think you do. Yeah. I know you're at home thinking, maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe Joss, we, you do not want them to bring Firefly no. back. It's Well, plus they did. It's called Serenity. Yes. It's, it's a great one-season show, and we got a movie that gave us closure, Yeah. and that's all we need. Yeah. Uh, I wish it had kept going when yeah. it was, but... After the movie, you you wouldn't want it. You're, no. you're going to be missing characters that yeah. were killed off yeah. in the movie. They're going to be old and doing their own things. I think, you know, Firefly is one that I feel like stands on its own. Yeah. Even if there was no movie, I feel yeah. like it's an, it's an okay, like, pod as is. And the movie is just, yeah. like, the last thing you'd ever expect. So that it even exists is mm-hmm. a miracle. And you get that closure. Yeah. I actually saw Serenity just in theaters, and I I knew nothing about the show. Oh my gosh! Okay, and I still like. I didn't say anything during the office talk, but I I didn't do it on purpose. The movie was great. The movie was jaw dropping. Had a lot of jaw dropping moments for me uh, as a fan of the show. I put Firefly on here because I have rewatched it multiple times. Okay, and that's what's kind of nice about it being one season. I mean, it still stung. I was like, ah, it would be so good if they had kept going. Yeah, but it's been so easy to Mm rewatch. It's been it's a light commitment. Mm -hmm. So. Um, it's it's good. Yeah, and I've read some of the comics that have come after it to tell like further stories. Maybe it's a good thing it didn't keep going. Yeah. So those yeah, comics were so great. Be. Could be. Um. But yeah, I think Firefly is great. All right. So. All right, that's good. Um, I should say I didn't include any cartoons that are technically kid cartoons. So mm-hmm. there's no Batman the Animated Series okay. here, and which is why Batman Beyond isn't on this right. list either. Yeah, it goes without and saying. And there's no anime on here. Okay. Otherwise, Cowboy Bebop would probably be on this list. All right. All right. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Veronica Mars for me. Okay. Uh, that was one that we started watching right from the beginning, and I stayed through it. Like, it's only three seasons. Does anyone ever call her Ronnie Mars? No. I would. The third season is like different. They were like, don't make it so serialized and they uh-huh. moved to college. So that's always a rough transition, but yeah. I think it did find its groove. Yeah. And I think probably if not for the whole UPN WB yeah. merger, it probably yeah. would have had okay. a little bit more time. Okay. Uh, Cause it ends rough. I mean, yeah. it is rough. And then it's a, it's a long time before that movie comes back. But I'll tell yeah. you what, that movie uh-huh. is, I think the best reunion of any series. Well, I just ever. talked about Firefly and Serenity. I know. I know, nah. but Veronica Mars was so so long after the fact, and all those actors had like moved on to other things, mm-hmm. and just the way it all came back together, and really, really felt like Veronica Mars. I was right. so impressed by it. Good. That series has one of the the most like jaw dropping moments of any series I've ever watched. Hmm. There's just there's a scene. I'm not going to say anything about it or when it happens. Okay, but it's just this jump moment where you like scream out loud because okay. it's just so startling. Boy, I didn't realize you were such a scaredy baby. Yeah, <laughs> not scream like oh I'm scared, but just like it's <laughs> it's shocking. You just yeah. you don't expect it, and it's and it's just like a gut reaction. Okay, I wish I could break off like the first two yeah. seasons of Lost because 
those were also great but then it ultimately went nowhere talk about lost which makes the whole series pointless yeah in my opinion yeah so weird veronica mars veronica mars is on my list i have not read any of the fiction Ah. that's come out it's been a pretty well received series of novels but you have watched after the film you have watched the further adventures of marzipan no from home star runner yeah yeah i've watched those yeah Yeah. (laughs) are they not connected Veronica Mars and Marzipan, the yeah. character from Homestar Runner. Star, yeah. No. Okay. I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe they were. No, 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 no. All right. What else you got? Uh, community. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah. For you, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. I love yeah. it. It's so smart. It's so funny. It's so yeah. different in a lot of ways. I know it get it overdoes all the meta yeah. stuff or like the concept episodes, but that's what I love because no one else really does them. Yeah, and that's true. It's like you see a you see like a concept episode that maybe like one a show will do once and then never do a concept ep- episode again. Mm-hmm. Like, what if it was like there were zombies or something? And you're like, oh, that was such a great episode. It becomes like a favorite. But you're like, oh, but no, it doesn't really do that. And I like that community does a lot of those mm-hmm. because you get used to the characters that you can just kind of put them in any situation, and it works because you know how they're going to react in those situations. Yeah. And it always works. Yeah. So it gives you like the normal foundation of the characters and then it can be crazy for most of the series. All right. Um, but I also like their non-concept episodes. Yeah. So, well, uh, I, I'm, my next one is one that I think maybe community may have maybe drew some inspiration from, and I'm going to say news radio. I love, okay, I love news radio news is pretty radio. great, but yeah. it, but it has a lot of those things you're talking about with community. A uh-huh. lot of those are true of news radio. Yeah. The weird concepts uh-huh. coming back to them, just the group. Yeah, you know the odd like sense of family that they have yeah. there, and the way yeah. things, the way things change and work, and how the different characters interact yeah. in that show. News radio is so clever. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, that's I used to watch it all the time. I feel like that is probably maybe I've laughed the most at Ooh. news radio. It's just so clever. Mm. It's just so unexpected. You know. Okay. So, news radio. Yeah. Phil Hartman's if you, if you last TV watched, role. Yeah, if you haven't watched news radio, you should watch it. Yeah. Pretty good cast. Yeah. Joe Rogan, I guess, now he's doing... Yeah, Now all I he guess. does is uh, MA... MA... Yeah, I don't fighting? know. Sure. Fighting shows? Yeah. <laughs> I just showed you my knowledge of that. Did you know that that character was written for Ray Romano, and he played it in the pilot, and they were like, no, this is terrible, no. and they brought in Joe Rogan? True story. Uh, Everybody Loves Raymond isn't on my list, but it's, it, it's the show like... Uh, it's it's another sitcom that like I'll just watch a whole bunch of. Okay, I love Everybody Loves Raymond. All right, so I think that I feel like that, that one show, never did it for me. Yeah, I feel like that show kind of has this weird reputation now of like people not liking it. Mm. It's still so funny. I don't okay. know what people, I, the people who don't like Everyone Loves Raymond. If you don't like Everyone Loves Raymond, but you it like always, the Big Bang Theory, something is wrong with you. I guess, I guess Everybody Lo- Loves Raymond always struck me as just sort of like comfort food. You know, it was like a it was sort of like felt like a classic sitcom, but in a more modern era. I think. I mean, it's just the performances are just... Yeah. Rob, Robert. Yeah. Uh, by Bob Garrett. It's just like... Brad, it's Brad just Garrett. Brad Garrett. It's mm-hmm. just so funny. Yeah. And I think that's that's just what does it. It's just such a funny show. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolores Roberts? Doris. Doris Roberts. Yeah. Hilarious. The mother. Yep. They're all, they're all so funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. But that's not in my top five. Okay. But I... I understand. I would watch it. I understand. Um, I've got... I don't know if you're gonna, You put this on your top five. Maybe you didn't even think about it. Okay. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. You darn fool. You didn't put it on your list. I didn't. Uh, you introduced this to me. Yeah. Uh, during my young college years. Yeah. When I was like, hey, Nick, I'm, I'm yeah. new to school. Uh, I don't have a lot of friends. Yeah. What, what would you suggest? And you're yeah. like, hold on, buddy. Yeah. Sit down. This is going to change your you life. You were about uh, 40 when I met you. 48. And I was probably about 17. Yeah. So it was a weird situation. Think, turning yeah. 49. Yeah. Just at your house watching so. this old TV show on your yeah. VHS. Yeah. 
No, that, that it didn't play like that. You know, we had that in the college library when I worked there, and I'd occasionally be like, oh, you should check this out. Yeah. And people would be like, I don't get it. That was so stupid. Yeah, people are dumb like, who don't get Mystery no. Science Theater. No, I, I love it. it. I have watched uh, a few of them multiple times. I've watched some of them by myself, and I've watched a whole bunch with you. Yeah. Uh, got my wife into it. Those she Mystery it. Science Theater is one that, like, repeat viewings just make it funnier. Yes. You know, like Mitchell, the first time I watched yeah. it, is like, okay, it was funny. Yeah. The more I've watched it, I just, like, it's wait. Just, it's just turns. such a good concept. It's, it's so like, clever. yes, we're just going to have three people yeah. watching a bad movie making fun of it. Yeah. And you're like, that doesn't seem like it can carry a thing. But like, they're doing, it's not like improv. Yeah. It's not on the fly like yeah. we do when we watch a movie. Right. And that they watch these movies multiple times and come up with like the best yeah. bits. Yeah. And, and they're layered. You know, like things keep coming back. And it's something that can just like last yeah. because yeah. there's always going to be bad movies. I would recommend Mystery Science Theater to most people. I mm-hmm. like it. Because it lets me watch movies I would like to watch. Yeah. But they're just so... Yeah. They're bad and you don't want to watch it. So I like watching these old monster movies or bad sci-fi films under the blanket of that. And the the reboot on Netflix so far has Mm -hmm. proven to be a pretty good Mm -hmm. uh, uh, continuation of that. Mm. So... Okay. Okay. Go on. Uh, Well, I'm I'm going to give it to Mad Men. Mm-hmm. One of the ones. Uh, I know you're not a fan of Mad Men. Um, I, I was like in. Like, we, yeah. we watched the pilot, like, when it aired. And we're uh-huh. like, what is this? It was just so different and yeah. so, like, that's a layered show. I mean, yeah. that's things where, like, it it's it's a it's a long game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, things pay off. You're waiting and waiting, and then it finally comes, and it's, like, perfect, you yeah. know? That's one that I would have shaved off probably two seasons on. Ooh. I think it just it just stretched it a little too far, yeah. you know? So um, I, that would be my wish, that they could go back and structure it in, like, a five-season thing. Okay. Even with that, though, That'd I be think your it's wish? just... The, your I Dream of Genie wish. Yeah. <laughs> the, just the writing and the acting and the unexpected relationships in that show and the uh-huh. things that just sort of come out over time were so impressive. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was one that had me right till the end. Right. So, Mad Men. Okay. Yeah. Uh, home Movies. Which is an animated show. Mm-hmm. It was on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by the people who made Dr. Katz. Okay. Uh, they went, some of them went on I to don't do... I know a ton about Adult Swim. Uh, so. some of the creator, one of the creators went on to go do Bob's Burgers. And he also took uh, the John... Oh, I can't remember his name. John Benjamin, a voice actor oh, who does Bob. From and a lot of different... Archer, yeah. Yes, for, who plays Archer mm-hmm. as well. Uh, he played Coach McGurk on Home Movies. <laughs> Home Movies is about uh, this one kid, Brennan Small, who makes just movies uh, with his two friends, Jason okay. and Melissa. They're just really bad, but they're so funny. Um, and it's just kind of about their little, not just their movies, but just life. Uh, they kind of form like a family. Coach McGurk kind of becomes like a father figure. Mm-hmm. It's weird. He's a terrible person, Coach McGurk. Mm-hmm. But it's just so funny. The characters are just so silly. The um, It only lasted four seasons. Uh, but it ends really well. Yeah. Uh, it's another one that I, I'm just going to keep watching forever and nice. ever. Uh, the first season is in Squiggle Vision, which was Dr. Katz was animated. Okay. Uh, and also in Squiggle Vision. That means the lines just kind of squiggle. Oh. Um, and it's hard to watch. And they did that for the first season of home movies. I'm like, no, we got to stop this. Yeah. And so weird. That's a weird it's hard to rewatch the first season. Yeah. But also, uh, Brendan's mom kind of reminds me of my mom. So I don't know. Weird. Yeah. But it's it's just is it your mom? No, it's not my mom. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, her name's Paula in the show. My mom's not different. Named Paula. Your mom's yeah. not a Paula. Um, but I love it. Uh, I don't know this one. It's another reason why I don't recommend these to everybody because mm-hmm. it's it's an acquired taste. But it's just okay. so funny. 
uh, and I almost wanted to put Futurama there. Oh, but yeah. I feel like Futurama went oh, on tough. also too long and yeah, had maybe. that movie phase. The movie phase was rough. The Comedy Central times didn't really they had some really good episodes yeah. but it's not as solid as like the first four yeah. seasons the first season of futurama is like perfect they're so funny uh, i know but i didn't even think of that one that, Futu- that would have been up there for me futurama if we were doing a top 10 i think yeah futurama is there it's just not on the top five at the moment okay so let's talk arrested development for a minute yeah where does that fall for you uh if it's great i love it okay uh the fourth season is not great that's the thing and Though I started to understand it more as yeah. the four season, like halfway through the four season, I was like, "Oh, okay." But it ruins a few of the characters. It does. Maybe all the characters. I think so. Uh, that's that's it's why. It's funny, even though it's not good for the show. Yeah. At times, right? So. It's so it's it's on my list, and that I think it's just like a groundbreaking, brilliant, hilarious show. Yeah. The and first three seasons are. Uh, are great yes. yeah it's, and it's crazy that like people are always like oh fox mistreated that show so bad blah blah mm-hmm. blah and like they didn't really because it never had good ratings yeah. and it ran for three seasons yeah. you know like i just that would never happen now yeah. so the fact that they like let it go for as long as they did yeah. and even when they decided to cancel it they aired all the episodes yeah. like it happened but yeah. that show that's one that you every time you watch it you catch a new layer yeah. i know? rewatched it rec- probably right before the fourth season okay. came out and I was like, this is the easiest show in the world to rewatch. Yeah, yeah so. it is. The structure, I mean, they must have just planned things like a year in advance yeah. because so many yeah, little jokes, season. you know, yeah. But I mean, so many little jokes <laughs> yeah. will pay off yeah. in unexpected in ways that are so far yeah. from when the like seed was planted. Yeah. But it's one of those ones where the, like you have to accept the fourth season. Yeah. And I just hated it. When I was, uh, when I was younger, I would have been a teenager when it first aired. Uh, and I watched the first season on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but then I couldn't. I couldn't find it afterwards. Oh, yeah, they moved it, it all over the place. Uh, and yeah. so that was my problem. Well, there's a mistreatment. Same they thing with it Futurama. It wasn't until the DVDs that I finally got to watch some of the like third yeah. and fourth season stuff, because Fox was like, where's Futurama? Is it here? Yeah. Is it before a game? Is it yeah. during a game? Yeah, and they, so. they screwed that one so, so much that it it uh, ran as five seasons when it's yeah. really only four seasons yeah. of material. They just yep. held so much back. So I feel like Arrested Development Is that the can't bo- quite make the list. That's your fifth one. Well, I'm not really going to put it on there. Okay. It's just uh, okay. it's up there. Yeah. But because of that more. fourth season, I just... Yeah. You got a lot know. more drama than I do, man. Thank you. I no, got... on, on the on your oh, okay. top five. Um, do, you have, do you have one more? I've got uh, Rome. Okay. HBO's Rome. Uh-huh. Uh, which Surprising. Which is, is only two seasons. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's so good. It's, yeah. it's... Super bloody? Sometimes. Okay. Uh, also very sexual. Ooh. So if you're not into violence or nakedness... Uh, don't watch Rome, but Rome did it before Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and being this kind of genre-specific drama. But it was—it's just so good because it's—it's—it's it's, it's taking place when uh, Augustus Caesar is just a boy, and mm-hmm. uh, it's telling the story of uh, Julius Caesar uh, taking over and all this. And that's the first season, and then it's more Augustus's story in the second season. Okay. You deal with Marcus Aurelius and uh, Cleopatra, and like it's just so good and so compelling and it kind of tells like all it tells you the stories of like the people at the top to like just uh commoners and soldiers and it was just it's just so good i would say that in that with just those two seasons it probably did it better than game of thrones wow because game of thrones is good Mm -hmm. and it has some amazing episodes but it's also it it was more episodic and so like 
every episode felt very satisfying mm. and great. Whereas Game of Thrones can like, I guess we're watching nine episodes to get to the good tenth episode. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. So Rome, I love. We got it here at the library. Uh, also, I put Battlestar Galactica because even Ugh. though the last two seasons are bad, it's only four seasons. Yeah. So you, it's not like a, a show that's gone on for seven and yeah. there's like a bunch of bad episodes. True. But I think what I just think of when I think of Battlestar is just the two seasons and yeah, just how good they the were. the first season. That is rock solid. Um, yeah. And I just have, I feel like Battlestar, the first two seasons anyway. Yeah. And, and there were good episodes there were. in the bad seasons. Yeah. Um, Battlestar has kind of created this situation where I just can't find good, or I, I just can't find science fiction on TV that I like mm-hmm. because I kind of hold it up to Battlestar. Everything else yeah. kind of feels, looks cheaper or looks like a pale imitation or yeah. uh, just not good. It all kind of feels like Andromeda Yeah. now. Yeah, um, fair enough. Sorry, I, I know you like Andromeda. I guess I just no, mean but like, I get what you're saying. I mean, the thing about, they, they took it very seriously and yeah. there was no like reset between episodes. Yeah. It was like things had actual... Um, consequences yeah. and yeah, I mean, it really played so it, well battle, until battle, it went crazy. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica has really ruined like me being able to find new one. I, mm-hmm. I watched the first episode of Leviathan Wakes, and it's rough because it looks like a show that would fill that gap for me. Yeah, but I'm reading the books. Oh yeah. So what do I do? Yeah. Um, it's a tough call. Yeah. Do I keep reading the books I or do I watch you the show? Me. But it's yeah. I, I kind of hope my wife gets into Battlestar, watch, starts watching, because I could watch that miniseries oh, yeah. again right now. Yeah, that's great. Just, that's the thing. If, if an, the first episode of a new science fiction show doesn't get me like the, miniseries, the, yeah. the opening miniseries of Battlestar, then I'm just out and like, look, yeah. I've been here. The bar is set Yeah, and high. It has. So do you have any more? My final one is uh, ER. What the heck? All 15, what? No, you talk about ER, but then I got to call you out. Oh, okay. So ER, yeah, uh, which ran for 15 seasons. Yeah. So it's sort of the epitome of you probably should have yeah. stopped. Are you more of an um, ER fan or a Scrubs fan? That's tough. Okay. That's tough. ER. Uh, yep. ER, though. You love uh, it? Those first six seasons uh-huh. of ER, really. I feel like that's the, yeah. that's the strongest. And then, like, there's enough going on. But I think what eventually happens is they stop... They stop replacing like character types, so we don't really. There, there comes a point where we don't really have like a white knight, and we don't really have like an irreverent one. Yeah. We have a lot of like dark and like broody, moody people who mm-hmm. have moments of like, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things. But yeah. y- you kind of miss the the structure that the six seasons mm-hmm. had and did so well. So yeah. I never, I never got to a point where I was like, oh, I don't like this, mm-hmm. but you do get to a point where you really miss the kinds of stories they were able to tell when the right. cast was more evenly balanced. But regardless, I mean, the pedigree of that show, yeah. Pilots written as a movie by Michael Crichton, yeah. sits there for, you know, 15 years or whatever. Then yeah. him and Steven Spielberg revisit it, yeah. dust it off, make, like, the most well-received pilot ever. And yeah. then it just stays rock solid, yeah. like, again and again and yeah. again and again. Yeah. So if you haven't seen ER, it's definitely worth the rewatch. Even right. though it's a long haul, it's worth it. All right. So, ER. Nice. What do you want to call me out on? Well, one, you don't have Seinfeld. And two, you don't have yeah. Cheers. Yeah. I thought you were huge fans of those. Yeah. I, I don't know. know who you are anymore. Well, that's what I said about Seinfeld. It just like it's its own yeah. it's its own beacon. And Voyager, so, like, I love Voyager is the only Star Trek you put on there. Yeah. And you didn't even put it on there. Yeah. I don't know who you are. Oh. Where's James Bond Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> 
far, far away. <laughs> yeah. Far, far away. Right. I also, worth honorable mention, would be Curb Your Enthusiasm while we're talking about Seinfeld, because that's yeah. a great show. Yeah. Uh, but Here's no, some, sorry. I didn't. Um, the Flash might have been on this list back when I had only seen the first season, mm-hmm. but season two was really mm. rocky and hard to watch at times. And I have just haven't watched enough of the third season. Yeah. I hear it's not super fantastic either. Darn. Uh, but the first season of Flash was was great. Yeah, it, was, it would have been my favorite show at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I would have... And Daredevil's tricky because I see the flaws in it. Yeah. But I'm blinded by my love of Daredevil. <gasps> yeah. I said I'm blinded oh, by my love of Daredevil. Oh, oh. Daredevil's a blind superhero. It's pretty insensitive, actually. Oh, sorry. So... Um, so those are that's no I guess there's no like superhero shows on here. Yeah. So hmm. what are you gonna do? Well, if you'd like to call us out on anything, tell us the things that we did yeah. wrong, you can find us on Facebook at Nick David Howe Public Wells, Library, yeah. uh, Twitter at all the book show, yeah. Wellsville at stls.org. Yeah. And rate us on iTunes. Yeah. If it's a good one. Yeah. Nick likes a lot more drama than I do. True. Uh not in my own personal I'm, life, but I'm I'm very willing to admit I'm more of a sitcom person when yeah. it comes to TV. Mm-hmm. I can I can binge sitcoms. Oh yeah, it's hard for me to binge dramas, but, but I can definitely binge sitcoms. And I can't. I just like I, I you know, I just talked about it with Halt and Catch Fire. Like I yeah. just have a hard time getting into dramas. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. Just hard. Get to the Nintendo already. That's what I was Am saying. I, right? I know. I know that the season three final episode has is like based around them playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES, and they're just not. They just won't do it. Just. You know the NES is there. It's too bad. Um, too bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk library news. Uh, we've got a few big things coming up on Thursday the, going. Thursday the 21st. We have Grand Night for Singing presented by the Valley Theater, Surprise. sponsored by the Allegheny Surprise. Arts Association. It's a free uh, concert, basically. A concert, a little theater in there of um, singing. Basically, the greatest hits of Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. So okay. that's going to be a lot of fun. The following week is History Week, so we have guest speakers in the auditorium every Woo-hoo. night at 7:30, at 26, 27, 28, 29 of September. We're going to have a guest speaker down there. History Week. That's right. Sorry. With uh, no, that's right. With school tours and lots of uh, exhibits here on display at the library. So yeah. stop in and check that out. Yeah. Uh, and then. October is a super busy month too. We've got a John Denver tribute. We got a visit from uh, world-renowned author Naomi Shihab Nye. We have a yeah. lot of stuff going on. That's in so. October, yes. Yep. So those, those coming down in October. Yeah. Book and clubs. We're showing Captain Underpants in October. True. We so. are. So that's based just a, off a of Nick's uh, late thirties. Yeah. So. When I was Captain Underpants? Yeah. yeah that's when right. you were like that's 38 right. and 39. Book Club's finishing up Northern Jurabi, and then we're going to start by Nightfall by Pulitzer Prize winning author Mile Cunning- My- Cunningham. Michael Cunningham yeah. <laughs> won the Pulitzer Prize for the hours. Sure we're reading his By Nightfall. And then we're also reading American Assassin by Vince Flynn. <gasps> so yeah. that's it. What's after Join Assassin? Join us for reading all of those. I don't remember. Ghost oh, it's, story? yeah, that's Ghost Story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're going to be right in there. So yeah. exciting times. Uh, we should announce that our Jack, Re- not Jack Reacher, what's the author? Lee Child. Lee Jack Child Reacher. episode is going to be delayed. Yeah, we're going to push it to when the new book comes out, which is October, uh, j- j- uh, November, November. Okay, so yep. we're we're saying we said it would be next week, but it's actually going to be yep. in November. We're going to put that on ice until Do you uh, the, name the new of book the comes out. New one? I don't. I don't. Okay. I just looked it up, but I don't remember. Right, now, it's probably so. like Jack Reacher bus driver. Probably. Like Jack something, Reacher has to drive a bus full like of commandos, that. and so that what? gives Eric a few more a few more weeks to read up on Lee Child and Jack Reacher. Yeah. But that's going to do it for today. Anything else you want to add? No? All right. Ah. Uh, All right. See you next time.